less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. When we had an episode on inflation <laughs> a while ago now, it's been months. That was at the beginning of the year, I think. And we're, we're seeing it really unfold, right? Yeah. I read in the Wall Street Journal today that inflation takes a dip. And I thought, oh. No. Yeah, from 9.8% to... 8.9%. Yeah, 8.9%. <laughs> I mean, it was like measuring error. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, you're, you're seeing it across the board. I think the cost of business is just getting way more expensive. Right. Materials, cost of goods sold, services, everything's just going up. Yeah, and that's one thing I tell my clients, make sure you're not the only one who isn't. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're the last person that's charging. Well, you know, that's a, uh, that's a common thing. We're going to be talking about return on investment here, but what I find with a lot of my clients, um, their customers, it's kind of personal, and, and we're right before, they're B2B, but they're, they're kind of the last step. You know, they're a subcontractor mm-hmm. on a house or, or they're dealing with uh, consumers. Yeah. Well, you can't be the buffer for the whole system. No. I mean, the Chinese don't have any trouble telling the wholesalers, and the shipping companies don't have any trouble telling the wholesalers that we're up 500%. I mean, I think containers aren't that much up now, but they were from five to $25,000 a container. And they, the wholesalers don't have a problem telling their retailers. The retailers don't have any problem telling you, but you look and go, oh, man. Yep. And then you, you're buffering the whole system. I said, don't. Um, in the interest of fiscal responsibility for the nation, I'm talking about contributing to price increases <laughs> and maybe institutionalizing them. But I don't want my clients being the, or our listeners yeah. being the ones that get hung out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to have the courage to raise your prices. Well, and, and with this goes into our episode of how to calculate ROI because a lot of people are asking that question now, like, is this worth it? Am I getting what I'm paying for uh, from different things in their business? And they're checking their vendor relationships, making sure that the pricing is good there. You know, they're looking at ways to cut costs as much as possible mm-hmm. and make sure they're not overspending. And it's funny because a lot of times if you're not proactive, whenever things like this happen and the costs start increasing and all that stuff, it's usually too little too late if you haven't been tracking stuff uh, since the beginning of of your working relationship with people. And here's what I mean by that. If you want to calculate ROI, yes, in a vague- Return on investment. Return on investment. If you want to calculate that vaguely, it's probably pretty simple. You can look at what your expenses are. You can look at how much money you're bringing in. You can divide the two, see what your rate of return is. You can see if you're spending more than you make or if you're making more than you spend. Hopefully, you're making more than you spend. But if you really want to attribute, hey, I want to see exactly what this campaign from Google Ads or what this lead generation uh, campaign that we had going or, or this product this, or this product service, is doing, that job. All, you know, how much we're making in this segment of our business, et cetera, et cetera, you're probably not going to find that unless you have good data. Right. And there's a few things that are required to have good data. One, you've got to be tracking it. Two, you've got to have systems to make sure that it's up to date and done correctly. And three, you've got to have really good habits about tracking right. the data and using the systems that you have. Well, as Jack Stack says, you got to want to. you got to want to. And um, maybe before we get into the specifics of it, why does it matter? <laughs> and I, I don't remember which 
which guy, Edward Deming or somebody like that, said, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. And I'm a firm believer in that. You yeah. have to have some data. You have to have some facts. If, if you don't measure it, you can't management, manage it. If you can't manage it, everything that happens to you is an accident. Absolutely. And you might thrive by accident, but it's not likely. You have to have data to see how you did, how you're doing, and what you have to change to do better. Yep. And and to measure how the changes that you make worked. Mm-hmm. And without, you know, if you don't have data, what you have is feelings. Exactly. And your feelings depend on, you look at your bank app, and there's a lot of money in there. Or you, well, you just know, close you real, a sale. And yeah, you feel yeah, and you feel real good, or it's a pretty day. And and your spouse is being nice to you. <laughs> you know, some that kind of thing. Or on yeah. the flip side, you've got COVID. You feel kind of crummy. You lost a sale to a competitor that you thought you were going to get and just everything. So you're just up and down with the, whichever way the wind's blowing. And you're just, look, there are a lot of our listeners who've been at it for a long time and they're really good at what they do. They've, they've, they've been doing it, Mm -hmm. but they're also, one thing I find really common is some of the things that you do or sell have really good margins. In other words, they're going to make you yeah, they problem. give you the potential to make a lot of money. Other things that you do have terrible margins. And guess which one almost universally you sell the most of? The terrible margins. Yeah. The t- I mean, it's just uncanny. Yeah. Well, I've been doing that for years. And oh, well, I've talked about it in the past, but um, electrical contractor who was wiring houses. And when we finally got in and looked at it, he, Michael Barnett, he's on a yeah. way early episode. When we finally broke out the three things that he did, which was wirehouses, um, com- new commercial construction, and service, uh, the wiring houses had terrible margins. I mean, it, uh, the old joke is, if a box of fittings fell off your truck on the way to the home, you'd lose money. And I told Michael that, and he said, heck no, i got to find a box of fittings <laughs> to, make but money. It, to make money. But after we finally split those out and he saw how bad it was, he quit wiring new homes. Yeah. And he said the really bad thing, and I hear this a lot of times, was the really bad thing about that was it was great for cash flow, right? He got paid every Friday. Right. So there was a check coming. I said, but also the reason you need that cash flow is because you're paying all those guys. Exactly. So he's made the transition, and I think it's worked really well for him. But he made the transition because he knew his return on investment of the three different types of work that he did. Yep. Right? So um, it's always important. And... I think the uh, question that we haven't posed yet, but return on investment, um, ret- return on what investment, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, that, and that's where you have you know so many different ways you can look at it. Am I yep. looking at my uh, marketing spend, for example? That's a common one where you want right. to know your return on investment. Well, what are you counting? Are you counting on a per campaign basis what, it, what the ad spend was? Are you counting, no, I've got this full-time marketer, I'm including their salary as a part of the marketing spend? We use this software to you know, track our leads. Does that include in the marketing spend? So you want to make sure that you're looking at it in a few different ways and making sure that you're adjusting for that. Right. Uh, but yes, you can do total marketing spend where you're including salaries, software expenses, ad expenses, management fees, agency fees, whatever that might be. You want to include all of that for total marketing spend. Or you can look at just your ad ROI. Hey, this is our ad spend what we spend to run the ads on Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, wherever you're running the ads. And here is maybe the 
the creative, because we've got to do some design, we throw that in there as well for the ads. What is our return on that? That's that's usually what's going to give you the best bang and for your buck. And why do you do that? Well, you do why that. Why does be, it matter? It, it matters because you're going to get two totally different numbers. Uh, one, you want to know what's happening on a per campaign basis so you can see which campaigns work, which ones don't. But two, you want to do the total so that you can evaluate how your team's doing, how your agency's well, doing. Well, that's, that's kind of my, my thrust is I'm going to quit doing this, I'm going to change what I'm doing, exactly. or I'm going to pour more money into it. Yep. But again, that comes down to one of those things. If you got a lot of leads off the internet last week and you double, triple, quadruple, and it turns out that it was a result of going to a trade show. and it, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, that, that's a pretty specific example, but you have to know how it's doing to see if, if it's paying. Yeah. And, the and di- marketing is a really tough one. It is a very difficult one. most people that when you first encounter them, they may not even say it, but they view marketing as an expense instead of an investment. investment. Yeah. And investment means, that's the I and ROI, what am I getting for what I'm spending? Exactly. And we could probably do an episode on how to uh, how to measure well, acquisition and the, costs. and Yeah, but the, the really big thing is that you do have to have data, and it means that you, and I'll give you an example of why you need to have, uh, one, tracking, two, systems, three, habits. If I want to know exactly where a job came from, I have to have, I have, to have the ability to track where the lead found me. Maybe they, if that might be tracking on my website, they fill out a form on my website and it tracks where they came from. Oh, well they found a link to us from a social media post and then they went to our website and filled out the form. A tracking code would do that for you, right? And that's great. But there's also tracking that can be on phone calls. A lot of times people are getting jobs by people calling and hey, I need this service done, whatever, how much does it cost? Well, you can actually have a tracking number where they call that number, it redirects to your office, and you know exactly where that phone call came from, where they found your phone number. That's the tracking piece. Then you also have to have the systems to make sure that you know where the tracking's happening and it's going in. Just because you have the code on your website doesn't mean that you know exactly where everything came from. No, you've got to be able to have maybe a CRM and then a system of someone checking that CRM, making sure that everything's <laughs> updated correctly, et cetera, et cetera. On the back end of that, though, we want to know. We don't just need to know where the lead came from. We need to know if the lead closed and how much did they close for. If you're not putting that information into a software like a CRM, which is the most commonly one where it should be put, if you're not putting in, oh, yep, this was a good lead. It was qualified. This is how long it took to close. Here's what the amount was. Here's the close date. If you don't put that in, the tracking is worthless. You just can know leads, but you can't actually know ROI, right? And to be able to go into the system, to have a system for doing that, updating the CRM is one thing, but then to have the habit to actually use the system is another. A lot of times people will buy a tool because it says it's going to calculate ROI for you, and it's true, it will, but do you have the habit of actually using that tool? Are you going in on a daily basis and updating that tool? That's the habit component that a lot of people overlook, and a lot of times it's not just the business owner's habits, it's the habits that your employees have. And if you're not modeling them as the business owner, Good luck trying to get the employee to do it as well. So that's where those three things come in, where now we're able to say, okay, wow, the lead did come from this place. We can see the tracking. It's inside of our system that we updated with our habits. And now because we know exactly where this job came from and how much that job was worth, now we can easily say that this ad campaign was worth it or not worth it. Um, 
that's an example of what it should look like. Ideally, there are some automations that happen along the way, but at the end of the day, you still have to have some habits and systems in place to be able to use the data that's at hand. Um, things that I also want to talk about on this episode that matter with ROI. Uh, customer acquisition costs are, are a big deal. Uh, how much does it cost me to acquire a, a customer? You can calculate that with a lot of different things, just like with ROI, but some, do you want to include your secretary answering the phone call and her salary? Because that might be a part of the customer acquisition cost. You can go really deep on that. But on a, on a basic level, you want to know, hey, if I spend $20 here, I will get a customer, right? Or I spend $100 here, I'll get a customer. Once you know that, you can calculate your ROI as well with that, but you want to be careful because especially with service businesses that have repeat customers, you want to look at the lifetime value because maybe you do inspections, for example. Well, yeah, they're compared to a transactional value. Exactly. Maybe you do inspections for um, you know, homes and you, you get the inspection the first time, but that builds a relationship with the realtor who now uses you on every single inspection they do going forward because they loved how, how well your reports looked, how great you were with the customer, how available you were, et cetera, et cetera. Well, maybe you spent a thousand bucks trying to get that realtor as a customer, but now you've got about 30 homes a year you're inspecting because of that one spend. So it was the a thousand bucks worth it? Absolutely, right. right? And so you wanna look at the lifetime value and what you're doing, especially if it's a repeat business or if you generate a lot of referrals from your customers. If, if on average you're calculating that you get two referrals for every customer you get, well, you want to calculate in the lifetime value that, hey, if I spend this much to get a customer, it's worth it because I will get referrals from it that, because we have a great referral program. So those are things that you want to consider when you calculate ROI. Uh, at the end of the day, though, as a small business owner, I see it too many times where like, oh, I want to go calculate my customer acquisition cost or I want to calculate what my ROI is or even my lifetime value but you're not tracking anything, you don't have systems for tracking it, and you don't you're just display guessing. the habits. You're just guessing, you're going off of feeling, you're going off of these really large numbers like, here's what I made last year. And it's coming off of your tax statements, not your actual financial statements, right? right? Um, and here's what I spent, and you're going off of your bank statement, you know, not your credit cards and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're not gonna have really accurate numbers. Yeah, and, and of course, you're talking about marketing, but everything, uh, your jobs. Yep. The margins. The jobs, you know, job costing. Did I make money on that job or not? <clears throat> I'd like to emphasize that there is no such thing as making a profit on a job. There's only margin because you have to pay your overhead before it becomes yep. profit. But um, there, you can measure everything. You can measure the benefit of buying a new computer mouse. <laughs> but you have to find a couple of things you wonder about. And marketing is one that people should be familiar with. Also, you can automate the things you're talking about. You can, in, in many and ways. Systemize and automate software and with people's behavior. But if you're, if you're reluctant to spend money on marketing, then it's something that you need to measure so that you can see the benefits. Absolutely. Or, or if it's terrible, if it's well, not it's working. Well, same thing with the salesperson, quit. right? Yep. You know, what are you paying that salesperson in commissions? What are you paying them in base benefits? And what's your ROI on it? Right. You know, are they bringing in two and a half times what they're worth or what you're spending, they should be. You know, there's at a, least there's a really interesting ROI I like to use with business owners, the, the people who founded a business. And that's the ROI 
on the investment, okay, in their company. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of clients that whose sales are in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're thirty-year-old companies. One of them, well, both of them are, one, maybe a little older than that. So I say, how much money did you actually put in your business? Not sweat equity, but you wrote a check and put it put in your business yep. as your initial investment. And it's usually, oh, $10,000, yeah. $20,000. And you're making millions, I mean, not just sales, net every year. What's your ROI, right? I'm not talking about the money that stayed in the business that you didn't take out. I mean, it's, it's a way you can look at it, but I like to look at how much money did you put into your business? And if you wrote another check, for a hundred thousand, a second year, okay, add that together. But how much did you write to the business, and how much does the business enable you to take out? And a well-run business, or even a modestly well-run business, has the far and away that just thought the best ROI. The only other ROI would be inheritance. <laughs> that might beat it, but other sure. than that, it's it's just fun to look at. And most people haven't thought of that. They go, yeah. Well, we had a mutual client. Um, that we were talking about this morning. Yep. And anyway, ran that by him, and I don't remember exactly how much he'd put in, but it was something like that. And he's doing about six million this year. Something like that. Something. Yeah. And sales don't matter. I don't know what his profitability is, but uh, yeah, that's a really good one. If you're driving around, think about that. Yeah. That's why businesses make are a pretty good investment. Yep, for sure. Got to do a lot of work. But. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Well. Again, just to reiterate, this is uh, an important topic. It does take work, but it's possible, and it can be automated. But it does. It, you've got to have a plan, and you've got to make sure that you've got you're to be starting from interested a good foundation. In it. Yeah, and you, you've got to place want to, know to start it. is to is to decide what you're curious about. What, what do you I, wonder about? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I hope this is a helpful topic for people. Uh, if you have any questions about ROI, about lifetime value or customer acquisition costs or rate of return, whatever it might be. We need to do an episode just on that. Yeah, we can do another episode, a deep dive. Uh, but send us your questions. If you if you want to talk about this more specific to your business, reach out to us. Um, I know Martin can help you on the book side. I can help you on the marketing and sales side. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed talking about this. Hope, it find, hope, you, hope you find less stress, more time, more money from our episodes. And we'll see you again next time. More free time. More free time. If we find a way to create more time, I want to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.